It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is up, guys? Welcome to the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire back with you guys. It is Friday, March 8th. We are just a few days away from the start of free agency. Panthers with a few roster moves over the last couple of days, so we'll touch on that a little bit. Luckily, no big trade of any sort to talk about with the Panthers. Nothing involving a certain big-time wide receiver. Uh, if you were awake last night, you know exactly what happened. If you were not awake, then you likely missed what may have been one of the shortest NFL careers on the team we've ever seen. Uh, but nonetheless, Panthers doing a lot of in-house stuff over the last couple days, and we'll get into that. Get into a couple players. We'll start... With the tendering of Brian Cox, their defensive end, the Panthers, uh, Panthers tendered a contract to Cox. He was an exclusive rights free agent, meaning, of course, the only team he could have worked with or could have uh, negotiated with was the Panthers. Uh, so this now means the Panthers have locked up all four of their exclusive rights free agents as they also brought in F.A. Obada, Damian Parms, and Elijah Hood. They were all exclusive rights free agents. They were all back with the team. Uh, Cox, uh, de- decent player, decent rotation player. We've seen him mixed in mixed in the rotation a little bit. Not, not too bad. Uh, he's played 18 games so far in his career and 16 tackles, so you know, sprinkled him in a little bit, but a nice little uh, development guy. I think someone that the team is still kind of intrigued in uh, in trying to develop <clears throat> and get him a little bit to uh, you know maybe get him a little more into the into the pass rotation. Uh, certainly, we've talked a lot about pan- the pass rush being a huge need, and you know that's why I don't. I definitely think it's a strong possibility at 16, but uh, Cox is certainly a player that shows he's worthy of at least having a roster spot here and you know sticking around a little bit. So he's he's back in the mix. As is Jared Norris, the linebacker. He signed a two-year contract with the Panthers. He was actually about to be set to become a restricted free agent on March 13th, but this locks him up now. Uh, 14 games over the past two seasons. Of course, last year only three games he played as he dealt with a toe injury that put him on IR. He said, quote, I couldn't be more grateful. I'm so happy to be in Carolina, still with the teammates I have here and what we're capable of. I've played a lot of special teams. That's my MO, That's and I know my role there. That's what I've been known for, but I also feel... I have more to bring to the table. I would love to get on the field to play some defensive snaps. I have a burning fire inside me to do that. And, of course, the interesting thing now is that uh, Jared Norris will now get to be coached by his former teammate, Ben Jacobs, who, of course, was released 
from the playing roster, but immediately jumped back in as an assistant coach now on the special teams behind Chase Blackburn. So a couple moves there. And then the the big report that came out this week from Joe Person of The Athletic talked about the likelihood that uh, Daryl Williams will be on his way to becoming a free agent. And I, I wrote a quick piece about that over at Panthers Wire. Uh, Joe Person... Joe Person simply putting putting forth the report that, including this quote, a week before the March 13th start of free agency, talks between the Panthers and right tackle Daryl Williams on a contract extension have stalled, according to league sources, and barring a shift in the negotiations, Williams is expected to hit the market, the sources said. Uh, this was kind of expected. Uh, didn't didn't really seem like there was much progress. You know, if if there was progress to be made, it would have happened. You you would think it would have happened over the summer last year, and nothing really happened. And then of course the injury happened, and he only played about three quarters of a game in 2018. So, not really surprised that he's going to hit the open market. Uh, it wouldn't be stu- it wouldn't be a surprise if they do bring him back on a one year deal. I, f- I feel like whichever team gets him, it's probably going to be a one year deal, kind of you know one year prove it deal, similar to what the Eagles did for Alshon Jeffrey a couple years ago, and that eventually became a long-term contract. You know, Williams has to show that he's recovered from his injury. Now, the the nice thing is he should be well-recovered. He might even be close to being recovered now. Um, you know, it's not like it was an ACL tear or anything like that. Uh, and, and the injury did happen early in the season, so it gave him all that time to at least be ready for 2019. So it'll be, it'll be really intriguing to uh, to see what goes on, and I actually found an article I think from Bengals Wire that talked about Daryl Williams. Yeah, because it was actually from ESPN saying that Daryl Williams is a free agent that the Bengals must sign, and I find that pretty intriguing. Um, certainly on the one hand, because that's the other side I write for. Uh, the Bengals definitely have definitely have a needed offensive tackle, especially right tackle. Uh, Bobby Hart played okay there last season, but they have a bunch of guys that are set to be free agents like Hart, like Cedric Abuehi, like Jake Fisher, though. There was the report now that Jake Fisher is being or has been working out at tight end, which I, I find really interesting, uh, especially for someone that's you know, kind of struggle a little bit at the tackle position. But uh, it's just interesting to see that ESPN says that Darrell Williams is the logical, or, or landing with the Panthers, or landing with the Bengals is the logical choice 
for Darren Williams. ESPN says, quote, the Bengals haven't had consistent play at the tackle position since Andrew Whitworth left for Los Angeles. And the team's replacements since then have each failed to earn an overall grade above 70, a mark that we consider to be average level play. Williams showed his upside in 2017 when he earned a pass blocking grade of 78 and gave up only 39 pressures on 651 pass blocking snaps. He would serve as an immediate upgrade if he can return from the injury that kept him sidelined in 2018. So that would so that would be an intriguing match, Darrell Williams to the to the Bengals. So that's certainly something we will keep an eye out on. Uh, and then what, there was one more bit of news too, a bit of roster news, and that's that, that the Panthers have picked up the five million dollar option on Torrey Smith. So he's he looks ready to go for this season. Of course, it was five million that uh, hadn't been guaranteed, but it uh, does sound like. It does look like he is, he will be ready to go for 2019. Uh, you know, he at least have that veteran leadership and, <coughs> excuse me, you at least have that veteran leadership and you at least have what Torrey Smith has done for the community of the, of the Charlotte area and the Carolinas. So I think in that sense, it was a, it was a good move to keep him around. Uh, you know, especially with Devin Funches being a free agent, at least between him and Jairus, right? Kind of have that mix of the veterans with the young guys like DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and if they decide to draft another wide receiver this year. So, you know, not it's an intriguing move, but I, I don't know if I don't know if I'd say it's it's a terrible move. But uh, on the other hand, that is five million dollars that um, could have been used elsewhere. So. You know, it is what it is, I guess. But nonetheless, Torrey Smith back with the Carolina Panthers for one more go. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, so something else we will take a look at. Uh, we, we did a mock draft on Monday, and uh, the Panthers side of, has done another kind of mock draft report. Now that the scouting combine is in the book. So why not take a look at that and see what we've got going on. They've got uh, six mock drafts that they compiled, or at least six results. So we'll start with Matt Miller of Bleach Report. He's got the Panthers taking Jonah Williams, the offensive tackle, out of Alabama. And Williams is a guy we've discussed many, many times already here on the podcast. Uh, the versatility that he brings, uh, arguably the best tackle in this class. Uh, it would fit a need. You know, he can move him to guard. Uh, so he... He would just be one of those guys that I think would fit just perfectly. You could play him 
pretty much wherever you want along that offensive tackle. And uh, he could very well be the left tackle of the future once they get out of Matt Khalil's contract. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Tom Fornelli of CBS Sports has them going with Brian Burns, the defensive end out of Florida State. And there's been a lot of love recently for Burns. I know some people, some have him as their number two edge behind Nick Bosa. Some even have, have him as their number one edge. Uh, and I know Joe Marino of the Draft Network has really he's starting to become pretty bullish of how great of a fit Brian Burns would be with the Panthers. Uh, just a, a fantastic pass rusher. You know, we haven't really touched on Brian Burns, but uh, he's, he's clearly up there in the, in the top tier of edge defenders and pass rushers in this class. So if the Panthers can somehow get him at 16, that would, that would absolutely be fantastic. <clears throat> Uh, sticking with the defensive end, but Dan Kadar of SB Nation has them going with Rashawn Gary, the defensive end out of Michigan. Again, top-tier pass rusher. Uh, I've seen mock drafts that have him going top five. You know, and it really makes for it really makes these pass rushers very intriguing. There's a bit of a, a range in where we've seen them going. Uh, some of that is going to have to do with the quarterbacks because I think you're definitely going to eventually see quarterbacks get pushed up the board. You know, you could see Kyler Murray go high, possibly number one. Uh, someone may trade up for Dwayne Haskins. Uh, you figure Drew Locke is going to be involved there. So, and there, there's a, obviously a big group of defensive ends that are really good. So it's possible that one of these guys could slip to the Panthers at 16. But Fornelli has them going Brian Burns. And Dan Cater has them going with Sean Gary. Charlie Campbell of Walter Football went with Greg Little, the offensive tackle out of Ole Miss. And I wrote a little bit of a profile on Little uh, at the Combine. And, you know, you see how highly ranked he had been really his entire career, even out of high school. Uh, he was a top five recruit. In high school, and he wound up having a, a good career at Ole Miss. Uh, there were some concerns about his athletic testing at the combine. So, you know, I don't know if I don't know if you're going to spend the 16th pick on him, but it's possible he could be there in round two. Uh, maybe he falls to the Panthers at 47, or maybe you trade up a bit in round two. But I'm not sure at this point if I would if I would grab him at the uh, at the 16th pick. But you know, still interesting that uh, you know little little was the pick there. Uh, Kyle Krabs of the Draft Network, who by the way is one person that I know of that has Brian Burns, and and he wrote a piece on it that Brian Burns is his. Number one edge coming out of the combine ahead of Nick Bosa. But in his latest mock, he's got the Panthers going with Andre Dillard, the the offensive tackle out of Washington State. And Dillard has really risen his stock 
over the last couple of months. Uh, he had a fantastic week down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, uh, and he just continued to show continued to show his strengths at the combine. I actually got a chance to talk to him at the combine, and I kind of asked him about that. I said, uh, "Would you?" I said there was been a lot of buzz or a lot more buzz on you coming out of the senior bowl. Would that be uh, you working on some things and getting better? Or was that just because of you were more on the national stage? And he told me it was a little bit of both. He said he worked on a lot of stuff that he, I mean, I guess, I guess you can tell he's kind of looking at some scouting reports or kind of looking at what people are saying about him. Cause he told me he was starting to work on some of the things that, uh, some people felt he wasn't that great at, so you can tell it's it's been working. And of course, being at the Senior Bowl, being on the national stage, certainly has helped him. And now there's definitely uh, a very good chance, I think, that Andre Dillard goes in the first round. You know, po- possibly to to the Panthers at 16. And, and a few weeks ago, I wrote about. Uh, some offensive tackles that could fit for the Panthers, possibly in round one. And Dillard was one of the guys that I mentioned. So there's there's a lot of options, not just at the offensive tackle position, but at the defensive end position. So, you know, if, if you're building a big board for the Panthers, there's a lot of there's definitely a lot of ways you can go. I think this team can be very flexible in what they can do with that 16th pick. And then last but not least, Ryan Wilson of CBS Sports going with Montez Sweat, the defensive end out of Mississippi State. And, I mean, what more can you say about Sweat, uh, especially especially after the ridiculous numbers he posted at the Combine? I mean, a 4-4-1-40 is just ridiculous for a defensive end. We, we know how good the kid is. And it's just another example of how deep the options seem to be for the Panthers. You know, there's there's a host of a host of offensive tackles, not just Williams and Dillard or even Little, but you know, Jawan Taylor could be an option if he's there at 16. Um, you know, even if we're talking into your guys, Cody Ford can be an option. Garrett Bradbury is an option, and then you know defensive ends Cleland Farrell should be in the mix. I mean, there's a, a lot of guys that you know the the Panthers seem to be in a pretty good spot being at the 16th pick. You know, depending on who falls to them, or they could have a group of players that falls to them, and that's going to be something interesting to look at that we could do one of these days is these different types of scenarios. At the 16th pick, you know, what if, say, both Burns and Pharrell are still on the board when the Panthers are at 16? Or what if, say, both Jonah Williams and Andre Dillard are both on the board at 16? Or what if all these guys are still on the board at 16? You know, what what could the Panthers do at 16 and what could the rest of the draft look like, depending on who they take with their first pick? You know, so that's, that's going to be something interesting to look at. I mean, we still have a month and a half to go before the draft, so obviously plenty of time to still kind of, you know, play around. And uh, certainly, you know, Monday's coming up, another mock draft Monday, and 
Uh, by the time Monday rolls around, we'll pretty much be at the start of free agency, actually. In fact, Monday, Sunday or Monday, I believe, is the start of the legal tampering period for free agency. And then, of course, March 13th is when the whole kit and caboodle gets underway. But that's kind of a look right now, or at least with this small group of mock drafts. Uh, you know, I'm hoping down the line I'll do one myself at some point, another round one mock, maybe even a two-round mock. Uh, we'll see how things go. But, um, you know, always interesting to kind of get, to kind of see how other other people view view the mocks. And, you know, obviously you'd have to look at the, the full mocks to really get the whole context. But, again, it just shows... So so many different options. I mean, just with these six. I mean, the last time we looked at one of these roundups, we were only talking about two players because they had uh, th three people pick one player and three people pick another player. But now we're looking at six mocks, uh, only two positions, but six individual players, three at each position. So again, I, I think a lot of options. You know, so I don't think they necessarily. I mean, obviously, the draft itself is going to be telling. Um, but right now, I, I think the Panthers are in a position where they they don't they don't have to trade up. Um, maybe if the situation prevents itself, maybe they trade down a couple spots and pick up an extra draft pick if uh, a few players are on the board that they like. So I, I think I think if you're the Panthers right now, I think you're sitting really good with the 16th pick. I think you're looking at a lot of versatility and flexibility with what you can do with that 16th pick. And, um, I mean, we're just scratching the surface. We've still got about six weeks to go. So long way to go before we hit Nashville for the NFL draft. Uh, so that'll do it for this edition of the locked on Panthers podcast. Uh, as always, want to thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Uh, remember to, Follow the podcast basically anywhere you go uh, where, you, where you listen to the Locked On podcast. And, of course, check out really all the, all the podcasts here at the network because everybody does a fantastic job here. Uh, but until next time, Bill Rossetti, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.